Hey, hey, welcome to Live Love Lux. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay, so today's a crazy day. I just woke up. I'm not ashamed to say. Ain't no shame in my game. I'm not ashamed to say. I just woke up. But I had to get on and do a live show because like I told you yesterday, if you were listening yesterday, that I'm toying with rebranding, you know, changing my content, blah, 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 blah. So I want to talk about dreams because I just had, well, in the last two days, I'm sorry if I'm froggy. I am froggy because I am, my throat is having some, some, a midlife crisis and it's decided maybe it wants to change my voice so that I can sound like Mariah Carey. I'm not sure yet. We shall see how this, how this motors on though, but I'm going to talk about dreams. I just woke up and, um, last two days I've had some very, very interesting dreams. I'm going to start with the one that I just had. Well, before I start, let me introduce myself. My name is Nicole. This is Live Love Lux. I talk about manifestation, mindset, changing your life, living, manifesting the life unlimited. This is what I talk about. This is what I believe. I believe that you can create your own reality. I believe that you can improve your own reality. And that's what I talk about. I talk about what I do. I talk about what I learn. I talk about what I see. I talk about what I think. And it's all to make everybody responsible for their own lives. No reason we should be living in misery. I don't care what anybody says. There's no reason that we should be miserable. So moving on. Yesterday, I did a part one show about manifesting uh, mastery. Basically, how to become a master of your manifestations. And that was part one. Today, I was going to do part two until I had a dream. So let me go on. Um, let me start with just the dreams because dreams are boring. I mean, <laughs> if you've ever, they're more exciting when you're li- you're living them. They are so frigging boring when you're telling somebody else. So I'm not going to bore you with the minutia, the details of my psyche, because it might scare you. But I learned a lesson from the dream, and that's the more important part, and that's what you need to do with your own dreams. But before I start with that, okay, I want to go over why dreams are important. Some people don't think dreams are important. Some people think dreams are the trash cans of our psyche. Basically, we take everything that we've experienced over our whole life, everything we've experienced in the previous day, our worries, our fears, our stressors, what people, what we've seen on television, which is very important imaginative tool, right? Um, that, that is flooding our minds on a daily basis for, in some reports, up to seven and eight hours at a time. So we take all that and we basically have a data dump dream. And our dream in trying to process, okay, because in many ways we are, I mean, the computer machines are built after our human body and our human mind. So I would never compare us to computers because computers are us. But in many ways, when we go into our rest cycle, right, our dreams are trying to process what we've seen, done, what we want to do, okay? Now, the key to dream analysis 
is that for one, many cultures, many ancient cultures have taken the science of dream analysis to a different level. Here's the benefit of having societies that have tribal knowledge, that have knowledge that's peer-to-peer knowledge. It's not written down, okay? It's based off of experience. Here's the benefit of that. The benefit of that is that in certain societies, you could go to some person who would be the 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 uh, shaman or shaman, who would be the priest, the the person who held all the the knowledge. That was their that was their gift. You know, like you like we were talking about yesterday, where you have people who have gifts of they have a gift of math, or they have a gift of seeing patterns, or they have a gift of of um, cooking or taking care of kids or what, whatever it is, right? Uh, shamans were people who had the gift of seeing the unseen, right? <laughs> okay, or no, not necessarily. I was just trying to sound really, really corny there. <laughs> but shamans had the gift of being being able to see what others can't see. That doesn't necessarily make it something that has to be woo-woo mystical, spirit talking and whatnot, but it can include that. Dreams, uh, a dream analysis, a proper dream analysis, takes the connotations that psychologically we hold for certain things, okay? So what's an apple? An apple represents an apple is never just an apple, right? And I'm not talking about in a dream state. I'm talking about in reality. What's an apple, right? It's a fruit, but we put all types of meaning on it. An apple can also represent desire because of the the very much um, relayed story of Adam and Eve. And then they come out and say, well, it wasn't really an apple, but it doesn't matter. To, it, it is always depicted as an apple in movies and commercials. It's all, it, even when people are relaying it. It's an apple. It could have been a pomegranate. It could have been a peach. It could have been a tomato. But it's an apple. An apple represents these desires, represents sex, represents um, knowledge, represents forbidden, right? So people who study dreams and interpret dreams, they take our common perspectives, perceptions of items, and when you see them in a dream, they represent. Now, different cultures obviously are going to have different connotations. So, for example, um, it's just like like it, the middle finger in the United States means a, a, a slang, a curse word, right? But a middle finger in, I don't know, Australia may not mean the same thing. But with television, these meanings then become spread out to millions of people. Now, now people who in their culture, a middle finger doesn't mean F you, it means something else now, but they know in the United States, it means F you, right? So this is how meaning can get spread across. Now in ancient cultures, because we weren't traveling, um, we weren't traveling distances, we weren't having shared meanings with with different groups of people, People's uh, different cultures, their shamans, their, you know, their their uh, mystical authorities, which if you want to call it, they had a different perspective and a different perception and a different dictionary of what dreams meant. So in South America, the shamans there, their 
their definitions of what a staff in a dream meant or the, the sun shining in a dream meant something different than, let's say, uh, a shaman in, in, in South Africa or, or, you know, an, an Egyptian priest or what have you. Okay, so that's just a brief history on um, dreams and dream analysis. So there's, like I said, there's camps that believe that dreams have no meaning. Data dump. You go to sleep, you data dump, you wake up, and many times you forget the data dump, right? That's by design. But what about when you remember? You have to start to look at yourself as a very complex, intelligent creature because we are very complex and intelligent creatures. A lot of times people like to compare us to primates. They are also complex, intelligent creatures in their own right, but it's always looked at as a, it's always looked at as a, a downgrade. Like, oh, we're nothing but animals. That is not so. Yes, we are physical. We live in this 3D reality. A lot of our reactions and actions are based off of chemicals and based off of, you know, uh, flight or fight uh, responses, but there is an underlying genius at what runs our minds. Our minds are what separates us, our awareness of self. And basically, that is what the science of manifestation tries to get you to improve, the law of attraction, if you will, okay? So, like I said, this is not going to turn into that. I want to talk about the dream, especially before I get it, because by design, you're not really supposed to remember your dreams. You're supposed to remember what you need to to get things done. And the rest is supposed to go the way of uh, the trash, it's supposed to exit and not and not not leave an impression. OK, so let me talk about <clears throat> let me talk about the gist. Let me give you the cliff notes. Do people even use clip notes anymore, by the way? I have no idea. You know, everything is so available on the Internet. Who needs clip notes? So I was wondering if anybody, if that term is dated and people are sitting here saying, what is a clip note? Mommy, what is a clip note? But anyway, um, I'll give you the clip note version of the dream. I'll give you the trailer version of the dream, the exciting parts, the whoop bow surprise parts of it, right? Okay, so... In my dream, it was interesting because I lived or I experienced the same activity seven times in a row. Seven mystical special number, as you know, if you're into that. Right. But seven times I went through a, a series of events in my dream. OK, the events aren't important. The important thing is in the dream is that each time. I would get to a certain, let's say, marker in the dream. I would then realize that I had already done this. And once I would have that realization, it was like a video game. I wish I had sound effects. It was like a video game and I would be entered into the next aspect of the dream. Now, the thing is, is that sometimes I would get so far into the dream. It was so much like a video game. And but then I would make the wrong decision. I would be thrust back to the beginning of the dream. Each time I was thrust back, I would forget that I had already done this before. Okay? So it was it was very interesting, very, very, very interesting 
because a lot of people say that is what reincarnation is like that is what uh as i i have yet to um <laughs> in this life i haven't hit the end yet so <laughs> so i don't know you know i can only go on what i've learned from from um inferences from my teachers um from the people i follow from what i've read people's accounts but a lot of people say that reincarnation is like that where you're basically thrust back to a new life but you don't know that you may have already lived six seven eight previous lives right so i was going through this dream and i was at full speed ahead i was living i was living the things that were supposed to scare me were scaring me the things that i was cared that i cared about i cared about the things I was trying to avoid, I would avoid. And then I would get to the marker point where I realized, hey, wait a minute. I just did this five minutes ago. What the, what, you know, what's going on here? And then I would, once I had that realization, I would go into the next part of the dream. I finally got to the end, right, of my dream sequence and I woke up. And when I woke up, it hit me like a ton of bricks. So when we're talking about manifestation and we're talking about the law of attraction, we're talking about changing ourselves, right? Okay. And we're talking about what it's never, you're not a victim. Okay. You're never a victim anymore. What you are is a person who is learning how to control, define, and determine what your life is going to be like based off your desires. In my dream, it would be the craziest thing. Um, it, it was based off of candy and zombies. I I love candy and I love zombies. And that was what my dream was made of. I don't know. I think it's, a, that's a, I don't know. I don't know. But it was, <laughs> so I would go through this sequence and I would be afraid. Okay. I would be afraid of what was happening. I was eating in the dream and um, certain things I was supposed to eat, certain things I wasn't. But isn't that a lot like our lives? Isn't that a lot like life? Like we are, we, we're going through life and we have these things happen to us and, you know, we don't realize that we're afraid. And then we don't, then we realize that we've done all this before and that we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid of the next section because we did it already and we, we passed. We won. We got to the end. I got to the end of the dream and basically like drove off into the sunset. And then I woke up and it was like, I realized that that is life. You don't have to worry about the things that are going on in your present. Why do I say that? One, they're no different than what's happened a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. You have overcome these things in the past and you will overcome them again a lot of people get stuck in their manifestations they get stuck in a loop if you will basically they're able to manifest certain things um they're able to realize certain things but other things elude them and people cannot figure out why okay uh you know why i can't get that job why i can't get that bank account number that i want that amount of money that i want why i can't get that specific person people wonder why like i'm doing all the the tools i'm doing i'm you know i'm cha i've changed this i've changed that 
and they can't figure out why. This is like the most important thing to realize about manifestation is that it's not, it is about changing your patterns, your perspective, how you see yourself in this world. It is. But it's also about knowing it's already done. It's already yours. You have what you want. That's the last fear that you have to overcome. Ding! The fear that you're not going to get what you want, right? So in this dream, I'm running from these candy zombie thingies, whatever. Um, I'm going into these certain situations, and I was afraid, right? I remember the feeling of fear in the dream. I was afraid. I, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't run fast enough. These things are faster. I can't run fast enough. I can't get to the. It was set on a college campus, oddly enough. <laughs> I was like, I can't get to the edge of the campus, you know. I would link up with people, and these people would turn out to be agents. They'd turn out to be, you know, um, uh, zombies. And they weren't zombies in the sense of zombies. It was, like I said, I don't want to get into the details of the dream because it is rather silly and boring. Uh, as you know, if someone's ever uh, ventured to tell you about their dream. <laughs> So dreams do not follow a storytelling format. They're crazy because they are a combination of what your psyche is trying to tell your conscious mind or, or, or trying to relieve for your conscious mind. So and as it as it when I woke up, I got a, a notifications full moon. Right. So full moon dreams. These things are all connected. Right. So. um you know, especially with women talk about full moons and their cycles and stuff like that and dreams. And I realized that all this I'm, I'm in a I'm in a transitional part of my life. And I realized that, you know, some of the decisions that I'm going to make are either going to send me back to the beginning of the of, of the cycle or it's going to propel me forward. So. So that was my realization about dreams. And what so what I, what I like to tell people when I work with them is that if you have sometimes people can have recurring dreams. OK, this is I see this as something that you should pay attention to. I don't see dreams as something that you should not pay attention. Sometimes they're silly. Sometimes it's meaningless. Sometimes it is just let's get rid of. Let's get rid of the, you know, the trash that's going on in your mind. But just like we don't necessarily control our, our heart rate. I mean, like you, you, you don't know how your heart runs and it runs on its own. You don't know, you know, you don't know how it is that you actually fall asleep, but you do. And then you wake up every morning. You don't tell yourself to wake up. You just do. Right. Or you have an alarm. Right. But even still, that's an external trigger that's that's helping you get up. You don't tell yourself in your head, get up, right? After you wake up from your subconscious dream. So just like that, there are processes that we don't necessarily control and understand, but still contribute to our running, right? To still contribute to how we think and how we work in the world. But if you have a recurring dream, you should pay attention to it. Look for things like when, what I did with my dream, because it was so crazy and random, um, I looked for the pattern in it, which was 
In the pattern, I was reliving the same event seven times in a row. I actually don't know if it was seven times. It felt like I, I did it about seven times, but seven is an important number to me. Um, you know, it's in my birth date. It's in, so it, it's, it's always had some significance for me. So when, when I was going through this and it felt like I went through it about seven times before I got to the end of the story, before I got to the end of what I was supposed to learn, um, I already had that significance that this was something I should remember. And the pattern was that every time I got to a certain point, I would remember that I'd already done this before. And then I would be able to go further to the next point. And I think as you're changing your life, as you're manifesting your reality, as you are, you know, as you're moving forward into being more of a conscious manifester, a conscious creator, Pay attention to those patterns. Pay attention to those people. And I'm not even talking about in your dream life. I'm talking about in your waking life. What do you keep redoing that you're just not getting, right? What do you keep, What? who are you talking to? Where are you going? What's not changing for you that might be a contributing factor to why your life is not changing? Think about those things. You know, a lot of times, I mean, sometimes we have family, we have friends, we have circles that we're around, we have places that we go on a regular basis. Um, but anything that you continually do is going to give you the same result. It's just like that great, great, great saying I love that, you know, uh, what's the definition of insanity? It's it's doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Well, if you're trying to create a new reality for yourself why do you think you can do the same things, go the same places, be around the same people and think that you're just magically going to become a millionaire or you're going to find the love of your life or, um, you know, your life is going to become more exciting if you're not changing any of those things. And and a lot, so maybe the real question is, is, do you really want to change? Do you really want, you know, you think you might desire to have maybe a more more opportunities, uh, more uh, more experiences, but how is it that you're already setting yourself up for that kind of lifestyle? That's something to consider, right? I mean, I mean, that's not that's not uh, you know that's not genius talk there. I mean, that's something to consider. Like, why why would I expect anything to be different when I'm not doing anything different, or specifically when I'm not thinking about anything different? The weird thing about my dream, though, is that I don't feel as if I did anything different in the dream to kind of unlock the next level. It was almost the realization that I had done it before. That's what unlocked it for me. And so when I think about that in my waking life and in my intentions and manifestations and changing my life right now in the present, a lot of times I do forget there, there are things that I have done before, things that I have been successful at um, that have contributed to me moving forward. Of the, I mean, I don't like want to sound like a broken record, you know, uh, especially if you are a, a returning listener and you've heard my stories before. <laughs> so, But if you're new, hey, come a little closer. Let me tell you the story. <laughs> so, but. Okay, like I said, one of the biggest manifestations I had was just this year with my house. So 
one of the things that I had to change is I had to change how I saw myself as a homeowner versus a renter or whatever. Right. Um, but it wasn't, it was the realization though, that I had, I'd already been, I'd already kind of surpassed that. Um, this was the first, my first time owning a home, but it wasn't my first time like uh, be doing it myself, so to speak, or, or how should I put this? It wasn't my first time kind of being on my own in this role. And I realized that I had been successful at this before in, in a different part of my life, right? And sometimes it's just that realization that you've had that success before that that will give you the click that you need for your manifestations to work. It's I I feel like advanced manifestation or, you know, getting to the point where it's it is the type of thing where you're not having to sit down and plan it out. You're not having to sit down and think about it. I feel like the dream aspect of it is kind of it becoming part of your regular, because if you can work out things in your subconscious, then you don't have to waste time working it out in your day to day life. Then you can just go back to living. Right. You can just you can just go back to, uh, you know, playing this this game that we call life. Right. So the more that you're working things out in your subconscious, I think the better result in your waking life. Uh, one of the things that I was going to talk about in part two of manifesting mastery. So I'll just kind of give you a sneak preview on for this episode is affirmations. Okay. And I was, t- I was talking about yesterday that, you know, each tool that I use has to deal with a certain part of my senses. And I talked about visualization, visualization using like your mind's eye and then uh, scripting, you know, you're writing, you're kind of using touch, right? Well, affirmations, uh, you're, you are using, uh, your voice, which is not really a sense. You know, this is a, the, the more that I start working out that, like, this is a trial run, people, of me working out this mastery. So this is like me working it out. Like, it's not on paper yet. I'm kind of developing it as we speak, but affirmations are auditory. Thank you. They work on your, you're hearing it, right? So you're hearing, you're hearing a repetitive statement that is, you know, an I am statement, right? So it's like, I am, you know, I'm intelligent. I'm beautiful. I'm thin, or, you know, or I'm healthy, you know, whatever. So you're hearing that affirmation over and over again. Now, some people say that there's different ways to use affirmations. Okay. Uh, in connection with what I'm talking about right now about dreams, I listen to affirmations when I go to sleep. Sometimes it keeps me up. Um, it, you got, you have to have the right voice. It's better if you have your own voice. And I use it in my sleep where I'll, I'll have, I usually only use about four or five affirmations and I'll just say them. And there's an app I was using. Uh, that will repeat them over and over for you. And you can set, you can set a limit. Like if it takes you an hour to get to sleep, um, you can set a limit that it only plays like three hours or something. Because I find that, um, I'm not necessarily a light sleeper, but sometimes the affirmations prolong me getting to sleep. And the whole point is for you to influence your own subconscious 
with your affirmations. But if you never get into that state akin to sleep, as Neville Goddard talks about, that that time where you're falling asleep, which is the is the best time to program yourself. If you're never getting to that because your affirmations are actually keeping you up, then what good are they? Right. So um, but uh, tying this together with your dreams, if you're doing most of the work at night and your and your mind is reprogramming itself with your dreams, which is I, which I think is the initial purpose, then you're already on your way to kind of like an automatic, you know, manifesting mindset. So during the day you work on. You work on the other parts of your your routine, right, uh, with making sure what's coming in is supporting what you want to change. I mentioned this at the beginning of the show where I said, you know, television, some people go to sleep with the television on. I think it's the worst thing because, uh, well, because I've done it, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not being hypocritical here, but. I've done it. And sometimes I've have gone to sleep with The Walking Dead, a zombie show, because I do love zombies. But I'm going to sleep with The Walking Dead on and my dreams were horrific. So that just shows you the correlation between what you're listening to the imagery in your dreams. Right. So um, but think about this part of it. What about when you think you're so-called conscious during the day and you're watching seven, eight hours of we call it television, but it can be YouTube. It can be the computer. It can be whatever, whatever type of media content you're taking in seven to eight hours a day. I would argue that, I mean, if I probably looked up any type of uh, study, it's probably more that we actually take in. We're probably taking in information 24 hours a day, whether we realize it or not. Um, you know, that would be something t- interesting to look into. But if you're controlling or really trying to take control over what you're taking in during your conscious hours, what you're watching, what you're listening to, what's on in the background, the music. I find music, music can be, uh, there's, for some reason in pop music, there's this trend with these sad songs about life. And I know that we're all kind of going through our COVID depression. You know, we're kind of hopefully getting over it as far as like, you know, how it's affected us, even if it hasn't affected us physically, which I think it has affected most of us physically, but mentally, like, I don't want to hear a song about the sadness, you know, I got enough going on, right? So, so you have to use music to boost you, because if you use it the other way, you'll be laid out somewhere crying. (laughs) And so, um, you know, sometimes there's times for that, but I find even, even when when I was younger and I used to do that with music, I, you know, I'd find a nice sad song, learn all the words and sing my heart out. You know, there is there are some who believe that there's an addiction to that emotion. There's an addiction to that feeling of sadness. And that's really why we don't change our lives a lot, because we are addicted to drama and we're addicted to um we're addicted to having to pull ourselves out of sadness and depression. That would be, I mean, I could believe that. I mean, we all have, like I've talked about, talked about this yesterday. We all have people in our lives where we wonder, like every time we pick up the phone and talk to them, they don't have anything positive to say. And you sit there and you say, did anything good happen to you this year? Anything? 
did you, you know, did you come across a flower growing out of concrete? Like what something had to, but they don't see it because it doesn't fuel their addiction for drama. Right. So, and like I said, we, we around here, we take responsibility for our thoughts and our actions. You know, I mean, I've spent a good part of my life not taking responsibility. Most of us have where it's everybody else's fault and we're victimized. And that's just no way to live because you're constantly giving your power away to other people and circumstances. I, if, if I'm going to have sucky circumstances, I'm, I'm in control of that. I want to be in control of that because most likely I'm going to be, I'm going to be more kind to myself than anybody else is going to be when it comes to providing me misery. So, uh, so, okay. So I started early today. I try to keep these like talks to about 30 minutes because I figure attention wise, that's about as much anybody can handle. And that's about as much as I can remember before I start repeating myself. So I'm going to end the show. It's been Live Love Lux, Manifesting the Life Unlimited. I am Nicole. And you can reach me. Um, I, I'm trying to talk on Twitter. So I'm at home with Nicole. That's at symbol home with Nicole on Twitter. I have a website which needs updating. So if you go there and it's not updated, I'm telling you, I'm working on it. It's on my list of 100 things to do. Um, <clears throat> LiveLoveLux.com. And I'm I'm trying to come out here every day. Look, I go see her yesterday. I'm here today. I'm pretty sure I'll be here tomorrow, too. So I'll talk to you soon. Hey, welcome to your life.